You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. Welcome to the segment of Soul, Silence, and Sound. This is brought to you by Be Simply, and I am Suzanne Toro, and I want to thank you for being here today. So in this talk today, this Dharma talk, we are going to explore awareness, and we will look at self-awareness, awareness of our environment, and awareness in our relationships. Now, this is a very important topic Uh, one for the present moment on planet earth with humanity and then also for your eternal being on a in a spiritual practice we don't ever want to lose awareness and so there's two things that or maybe three things that keep us from that one is if we are used to keeping thoughts and having conversations in our head that keeps us from being aware with self others and your environment number two is if your emotions are distracting to a level uh, that can keep you from being aware because those emotions start to inform our mind and then we create this wheel of thoughts and maybe it has nothing to do with the ecosystem and the third part is uh, trauma which could be linked to ancestral healing it can be related to something that you remember from this lifetime or other lifetimes and what that does is it can oftentimes take us into fight or flight it can take us out of bodies where we disassociate from what we're experiencing and so in the east in yoga practices the Tao and buddhist practices uh, the act of presence is so important being here in this moment and that's where you can ultimately self-actualize and really sip up what's there for all of us is the divine energy to work with it it's when we get uh, the train leaves the station that we lose that awareness so um, it is a practice this isn't something that you read and you pontificate and it's done and sometimes in this process in the practice uh, we can be hard on ourselves so i encourage each and every one of you one to exercise compassion with yourself uh, and just a soft gaze a little humility is beautiful in the process because what you either you might be doing some deep healing transformation or you might really be ready to dive deeper into this word of awareness either way both are probably going to be taking place simultaneously and so compassion is really needed uh, love for self and others uh, during this invitation to become more self-aware and so what i i notice a lot on you know social media and in my private practice and even in my own uh ecosystem with my own interpersonal relationships is that one not everyone is able to be self-aware at all times because we have those emotions we have a mind 
and we have activities that we're doing. So at any given moment, we can step on something or poke something or run into something metaphorically and or literally that takes us out of our awareness. And so today we'll talk a little bit about a few practices and that will be a great tool. Some of them will be a great tool as we lead into this the silent meditation and even the sound. So in the yogic practice, we want to be relaxed, conscious, and awake, meaning that you're moving from your soul body at all times. And then you're, you're spiraling out from that oscillating energy on the inside. And so it's not so much getting distracted or offended or caught up too much in the emotions, but this is a practice because some people don't even know what it means to have emotions. So you have to learn to have emotions. Some people don't even know what it means to have a completely quiet mind. So we have to start in a a sequence because if you run ahead, you might get super frustrated. Simple ways to practice awareness every single day, and we'll do it right now, is to one, locate your breath. That will bring you into the present moment. So just right now as I'm speaking I want you to see if you can observe your breath coming in and out of the body just for a few breaths beautiful and as you find that breath what does it do it brings you inward And then the other aspect to bring us into the present moment is to find something to look at. So right now, find an object in front of you, not a moving object or a person, uh, just an object to stare at. And then I want you to stay with the object and your breath. See if you can observe both simultaneously. Lock the eyes on the object and then observe the breath. Beautiful. And so those two things immediately will bring you here into the present moment. Now, if you notice that you time out, you actually leave your body, you stop listening, to what's being said. Uh, people will use that term squirrel. Uh, if that's you, anytime you notice, because you might be gone for a while, or if you're in a conversation, you might have timed out and just say, hey, are you here uh, to yourself? Like, hey, come back. Or someone might say, hey, did you hear me? You don't need to be embarrassed. You can own it. You can say, you know what? I My, my mind wandered. And if you're close enough, say, you know, I notice that uh, I leave sometimes when I don't feel safe or um, something's going on. It has nothing to do with you. So you can start to feel into why and what's happening in your ecosystem that's creating maybe that trauma response, that fight or flight, or um, are you? is there something between you and this person that is activating that for you? Uh, and you're not ready to maybe have a conversation, even if it's not related. It's really powerful. And in those moments, whether you acknowledge it or not, um, be gentle with yourself. Ask yourself, do you want to be in the room? 
Are you ready to be in the room? Or do you want to just stay outside the room? Or are you in another country? Are you in outer space? And how much closer would you like to come to the circumstance? And oftentimes when this occurs for individuals, they might uh, disassociate so much that they're um, just the observer in the room or not even observing they're in their mind. And so this is an important tool because if you are a very active thinker, you're probably disassociating too because you go into the mind and you create scenarios. So to bring it back, just come back. Just one, acknowledge like, hey, you're safe. You can be here. Do you want to be here? Because I'd like you to be here. You're talking to yourself. And then find that spot to locate and follow the, hold the site and follow your natural breathing pattern. And if you notice you're not breathing, then take a sequence of breath. So you just gently breathe in and out. And so these simple steps are really, really important to start the process, even for a meditation process. Uh, And we'll lead in a little slower today so that you can notice. And even if you've been meditating for decades, I want you to go in slow. In the Tao, it's really powerful because it's the Zazen is a simple gaze, stare. There's not a lot of um, bells and whistles there. They want the focus. They want you present. They want you there. And everything that needs to happen will happen. You'll feel it in the body. You'll feel it in the emotional center. You'll feel the thoughts coming in and out. And as that happens, you'll really be amazed at what unfolds. Um, If you know that you have trauma or you're healing, I really encourage you, even if you've been meditating for long, long periods of times, to open your eyes and gaze and we'll lead in that way. So those tools I just explained to you are always with you the power to stare, the power to breathe, observe your breath, and the power to welcome yourself back into the physical space, out of your head, out of ideas, just be. And so within that, the, this is so important because in a, a spiritual practice and in everyday life, and when you move beyond this life, is you want to have presence, you want to have awareness. And so in our society right now, we're, you know, we're all like off gassing. And I would say all of us, we're all recovering and um, healing. We have a lot of ancestral trauma still to heal if we do our inner work that assists in that process. And so what happens also when we lose awareness is we're quick to see everything that we don't want to come near us. So we're, they'll use this in, um, mental health terminology is someone becomes hyper vigilant to make sure they want to identify the problem uh, so that they can stay safe. And so if you're in relationship with someone and you notice that they're in uh, a place where they always have to uh, look out for what could happen, you can be compassionate. You can actually create a safe container with them and you can acknowledge it like saying, hey, it feels like uh, you are 
scared, you're worried, whatever you feel their emotion. And this is why that word is so important. And our society is ready. Our human race is ready to learn how to feel and to honor their emotions in that way. So when we have awareness, self-awareness, then we start to see where we need to be, where we want to be and where we want to go. When uh, we don't have self-awareness, we can get lost. And that awareness also will help us understand where other people's are, attentions are, where how they're being present with you or not. And in that, then you can have true reciprocal relationships. When you notice, if you're ready for aware relationships, reciprocal relationships, when you notice the person you're you're wanting to relate to is not aware of you or themselves, uh, especially first, are they aware of themselves in relationship to other people, to the environment they're in? Are they able to be relaxed, conscious, and awake? And if they have healing to do, that's okay. It's just to understand what the capacity is. So a lot of times people will use these words like boundaries, which I talk about, And it's okay to know what you need. And if you need to create space for yourself, like saying, telling someone, you know what, I just need to be in my, my shell or my, you know, my own private item for a while. That's okay. That's not really a boundary. It's just saying, I just need my space. So then it doesn't, you're not creating more karmic knots in the process because that which you're struggling with internally, you might project out to the outer world. And you might be able to resolve it yourself and then come to peace and know where you're going to go. In addition, if that person is um, impacting you a certain way, if you create space, then you'll start to see really what the, what is, you'll start to get clear. So as you deepen your own self-awareness, you will understand because you're working from your soul level out, you'll start to understand what you resonate with, where you're ready to evolve, and who you want to dance with and what you want to dance with. Some people love to be in the city. Some people love to be in the forest. Some people want to sit and have a cup of tea. Other people want to sit and have some great music and dance with their friends. Whatever it might be, there's the opportunity for you to become aware. And this will also happen when someone has been through uh, a difficult passage, trauma, or hasn't ever been given the opportunity to make a choice or wanted to make a choice. They don't even have a self-awareness of what they want. This happens a lot for parents, uh, mothers in particular. They're spending so much time making sure everything's taken care of cared of, that sounds funny, um, that they forget to listen from within what they need in that moment, um, or on a daily basis or carve out that space so that they can get what they need. Um, in addition, when we become more self-aware as to what we need and what we want and what's aligned with our inner core ethics, then you'll have the opportunity to have this beautiful exchange with one another as you um, know what you like, you know? And so all of a sudden I'll, I'll equate it to this. 
is that when you become aware in your physical body that your physical body likes to move and it likes to get outside yet you never gave yourself the space to realize that so then that shifts what maybe you do on a daily basis or every other day that you get outside and you move when you become self-aware that you in your heart center enjoy exchanging love peace calm whatever it might be whatever emotion that you enjoy that and meaning that it feels reciprocal to you when you do that with yourself and others then your daily life starts to shift because you're like i like to laugh first how do you start laughing with yourself and then who are the people that you like to laugh with or do you have anyone to laugh with you know growing up i uh was blessed to have a dear friend who's still my friend from a very young age and right before I think we turned three and she and I would laugh so much and we would laugh with her mom and that is such a great memory uh, because I love to laugh so I'm always attracted to people that have the propensity to create laughter or create funny moments or just enjoy, you know, a good jolly belly laugh. And that's one of the favorite things I would have with my children is hearing them laugh uh, really just brings a smile to my face. So one, physical, emotional, mental, what do you want to be using your mind for, you know, as a meditation teacher a mind training teacher I would encourage you to have nothing in your mind and then what do you want to do with your mind meaning do you like to read science do you like to read uh, poetry do you like to solve problems Uh, do you like to use the mind in what capacity would you like to use the mind and really it's just this energy exchange like I said the heart the soul the body informs the mind and then the mind Uh, is a processor uh, of that information. And so if you know what you like to use your mind for, you can again direct it towards that. So you're not always using it for that, which is reinforcing that which you don't want. So, uh, and a simple technique is, uh, where do you want to bring your attention? Do you want to bring your attention in the room to the beautiful details of the architecture? Or do you want to bring your attention to a person in the room that is triggering maybe some unresolved trauma or healing within the body. And all of these are choices, you know. And so how we start to understand really in this word awareness is to observe, to observe self, what's going on uh, in the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual body. Just observe it. No judgment nothing other than the observation then you'll start to know where you need to practice where you need to uh, remap uh, your neurotransmitters so that you bring your attention to the beautiful vase in the room or the running river uh, out of the mind into the present moment and from there then you'll start to have a deeper understanding and relationship with your eternal being So imagine here we are on planet Earth and there's all these distractions. There's these phones, these devices. There's all this, uh, we'll call it 
virtual world that isn't completely uh, real because there's an interface between ourself and a human. And sometimes we don't know, is there a human on the other side unless you have a physical relationship with them. So this environment can be tricky. There can be a lot of smoke and mirrors and manipulation. So for uh, understanding awareness, even in that environment, I guess it's a good place you can master the trickster, but again, it's, it's serves a purpose, but I really encourage you to practice being in the physical world because if we didn't have these technological devices, we would actually develop more abilities by being in the present moment where we are and we would be satisfied. So in the virtual worlds, in the digital world, we can move beyond what we like or don't like much faster, really fast. And that actually is not to your benefit to learn how to be really present. So watching a three-hour movie with subtitles requires presence, requires attention and focus. And so you want to ask yourself, where am I using my attention? Am I spending hours upon hours upon hours scrolling through 15-second sound bites and no longer have attention to sit and watch the river trickle by? Um, and am I having more virtual conversations versus physical conversations? Because each and every one of us lives somewhere where we can go outside and say hello to people walking by. We can uh, enjoy the ecosystem that is unfolding around us and have conversations with actually physical people. And so maybe this week, observe, become aware as to how much space you are giving to be present in the virtual world versus the physical world. And it's, it's not about having a lot of friends or family to engage with. There are people everywhere. There's animals, there's trees. So all you have to do is get outside and, you know, come to these virtual spaces to learn, to get some support, uh, use it, as my friend Tamsin says, as a search and discovery device, and then go experience it out in the world. Like if you see a great artist, go see their artwork in person, not just on the digital vice device. If you see someone, you know, expressing their culinary gifts, go to their restaurant and taste their gifts. Uh, whatever it might be. If you see someone climbing a mountain, go to that mountain and climb it. Use it as an, a tool to be inspired and engage in the present moment. And so how this will enrich and help all of us heal by becoming self-aware and aware with others is that we'll start to see who is ready and who is not does not have the capacity to be aware with themselves. That's the first key. Are they really willing to be self-aware with themselves? Doesn't mean you can't be their friend. Doesn't mean you can't hang out. You'll find a place for that. It just means, are they really ready for that? If you're ready to have self-aware relationship with yourself and aware relationships with others and the world around you, uh, it's going to be difficult because what will happen is someone that is not committed to self-awareness, 
there will be tension, there will be triggers, all those things will still happen, even if you're self-aware, but you understand. And you might feel left let down. That's where people have expectations because this person's just they're in they're in their private Idaho. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, cool, that's what they're doing. And you just know what their capacity is. And that's why this awareness tool is so powerful. You don't need boundaries. You just see it. You're like, ah, oh, wow, that's that's where they're at. Like I can't expect them to make me chocolate milk because A, they don't drink chocolate milk and B, they don't know how. They're not ready. They don't want to. And that's okay. You find someone else that will make you some chocolate milk. Or you go to your local cafe and have, you know, a hot cocoa or tea or whatever. And the barista will make that for you and you can sit and enjoy it. Rather than wanting something. Because that grasping in our spiritual practice is what keeps us from diving deeper into our eternal being and our place here in that present moment. So... Today, when we go into the silent meditation, I really want to welcome you to see through all aspects if you can stay relaxed, conscious, and awake, meaning you're going to be self-aware at all times. You're not trying to, you know, jump on a jet stream and see a unicorn and uh, have a phantasmic experience. You're just being present with what is, you know, oftentimes when I take people on retreat, they'll hear the little noise and they'll be, they'll get annoyed with it or someone will come by and make a loud car noise and it'll get really loud and they'll get frustrated and angry because that's the distractor but it can also be the tool to bring you back into into just like oh i i hear that but it's just going to float by because all those like quote unquote downloads and perceptions they're just there to keep you from cultivating awareness from within. And so you might say, well, Suzanne, that's great. So I'm just going to sit here and be and take everything in. Yep. And then right in front of you, there are some amazing things to engage in in this physical world. And so it is that close of proximity. It is the object in front of you. It's you and the breath. It could be a person in front of you, you and the breath. Between those spaces, all things are possible. And if you're open, meaning that you're willing and you're ready, that so many things can happen. So there's no problems. There's nothing to be feared. There's only the opportunity to exchange and experience. And then when we become more and more conscious, we can tell if our brother or sister that's in front of us is hurting. We can decide that we can let our ego rest and we don't have to pontificate that we can just listen and be. We don't even have to have an answer. We can just simply listen and allow them to sit in that which they're saying. And so today as you go in, I just want you to practice that. And even as we go into the sound and you come into Shavasana, I really want you to practice this. Being relaxed, conscious, and awake. Meaning that you allow the body to be there. You might notice some discomfort. But rather than tend to it, just let it be. Just be with it. And, and then notice if there's emotions, if there's thoughts. Just allow them to be with you. 
You don't have to fix them. You don't have to address them. You don't have to engage with them. Just be with it. And if you feel yourself wanting to doze off, bring yourself back to the present moment and see if you can really see what's beyond even that tiredness because that's the oftentimes the nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system. Sorry, I'm not even saying that <laughs> correctly. A nervous system wanting to relax and unwind. And so much beautiful things happen in that space. So today, just play with it, being the observer and not engaging, uh, not even retaining anything that's there so that you can, when you leave this experience today, you can practice that in the waking state today and everything you're exchanging, just really dropping in like a surfer with that which is in front of you. Surfer has to be present. They have a board, they have water moving and a shore and a lot of different things happening underneath the water. So presence is really important to determine how they're going to ride that wave. Can't be looking for unicorns or uh, you can't be uh, stuck in an emotional subset because it'll take you out of your game. Athletes are great to watch that way. They drop in. Uh, anyone really, an artist, a chef, uh, someone that's even doing, I've mentioned the the waste management fellow that comes by my class. He's so present. The way he drives the car can be felt. The truck, a big truck. That's that's the power of being present and aware. Everyone can feel it. And that's why I've shared this story before. It's from uh, my Dharma brother, Wuda, and uh, tea teachers that you know, the Zen master will tell people to go back outside depending how they enter the room. That's awareness. Entering the room with respect. Entering the room with awareness that there are other people and things, objects in the room. And anything that we transmit into the objects stays there. You can feel the resonance. Uh, in Tibetan Buddhism, we, we can leave a terma, a wisdom for future, future lives. So we'll save that maybe for next, next week. So as we go in today, I want you to come up in that upright seated position and just bring that spine up, cross-legged, half lotus, full lotus. And if you can, really do an unsupported upright seated position. You're going to feel it potentially if you're not used to this. But again, this will help with this word of awareness. And from there, I want you just to bring your gaze. We'll do Zazen approach today. Keep those eyes open and find a focal point. And then from there, I want you to take a nice gentle breath in. And exhale out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Keep your eyes locked. Again, inhale. And exhale. And then just gently soften that gaze. Just stare at that object. 
And just observe your breath simultaneously. Let this be your attention through this silent meditation. As random rab lets the river run for us. Just soft gaze. Observe your breath. Allow the sounds, the subtle sounds, just to be undertones passing you by.
So just gently, I welcome you to Just bring yourself into Shavasana, reclining completely flat on the floor or bed or sofa, and just lay with your back to that surface, palms face up, and then continue to follow your breath and receive. Mm-hmm. 
Taking a soft, gentle breath in and out of the heart center. Gently breathing in. And out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Another one, inhale, and 
exhale. Good. And then gently from there, following your natural breathing pattern, in and out. And just bringing your attention to my voice. And so I welcome you just to kind of check in, uh, just to see what occurred for you. And meaning when you were in that practice of being aware, relaxed, conscious, and awake, present, um, how did that feel? And then as you move into the next today, wherever you are in your day or evening, uh, this practice awareness is 24-7. Uh, and the more that you do your inner work, the easier it'll be. And it'll allow you to meet any adversity or great fortune with grace. And again, that awareness. Because our ego can, just like our emotions, can take us out of body too. It's not just trauma. We can get full of pride. Or we can feel, you know, when we step into a higher resonance of ourself, the ego is funny. It will want to come in and enjoy the party. Yet I encourage you to welcome yourself to bow down when you feel it. You'll feel the shift. You'll feel yourself start to engage. And that's something to sit with. Like, oh, what needs acknowledged here? The ego pops in like that when it wants acknowledgement. You know, it wants to be seen or heard. So uh, this week, if you are inspired to continue to use uh, these tools to welcome yourself to be present in the physical world, uh, to be present and aware in your sleeping state and your meditation state. And if inspired, share with me how it goes. You can put comments below wherever you're listening to this. You can uh, send me an email at s at suzannetoro.com. And if you want to dive in a little deeper to your practices, feel free to reach out to me. We can arrange that too. So I want to give special thanks. We're going to put Kadri Scott, Shine. She has some amazing new music coming out. And we're going to put uh, Dante Marino there too, Umoya. And he has some amazing new music coming out too. Uh, and hopefully that will all work out, especially on certain platforms. Uh, maybe they can give all the royalties to these guys. I think that's great. <laughs> all right. Until next time, this is Suzanne. I want to thank Random Rab, all of you that are listening, for being here, and that have contributed to making this possible. This is Suzanne Toro signing out with a full heart, a scoff gaze, a deep bow, a gentle smile, and a namaste. Be simply.
and I've never been 